The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Yeah. Feels good. I mean, Welcome to the Since Right, right now, now Addiction Recovery Podcast. Wow. The podcast of clean and sober, oh, wow. K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, oh, yeah, yeah. Matt, and Chris. Uh, uh, uh. Did anyone ever tell you that you spelled sober wrong on your thing? And clean. <laughs> and clean. Yeah. I just have a couple notes for you guys. You spelled clean and sober wrong. Was that? Did you write that before you I was got high. sober? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what my addiction did to me. I couldn't spell at all, but I kept it to remind, remind me. That's right. Turn me into a monster. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm got, you know what? I'm taking my cans off. But we're going to talk to somebody. We're going to uh, call her. Then I'm putting them back on. Well, you can take them off. No, no, no. no it's all right. Hold yeah. on. Let me, let me see if I can get this. Our cans are a little echoey. Yeah. I know, but we'll be back. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I feel like, I don't know why the lowest latency you can give the audio is 10 milliseconds. Okay. Of, what like does that you mean? can't give it zero. Oh. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that all goes back to your theory, Jeff. Yeah. It's it's got to travel go. through all the wires. <laughs> That's right. It goes Takes on a well. long journey, and by the yeah. time it gets back to you, it's a little slow. Yeah, it's a little slow. But I doesn't like it gotten it kind down of feel to zero before? Like we're drunk. It because does a little bit. It's slurring yeah. in your ear. I don't That's know. <laughs> One of these days, this will all go smooth. This count as anyway. a relapse. <laughs> I'm gonna take him off till we're talking. Just okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Welcome back. Yeah. To uh, 12 Stepping with the Boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new name of the show. Oh, I like that. 12 Stepping with the Boys. Can we spell boys with a Z just so we spell everything wrong? <laughs> and Stepping with an apostrophe. No yeah. G, of course. Yeah, no G. It's a no musical, G. too. It is a musical. Actually, it's going to cool. be two Stepping with the Boys, and we're just going to country line dance from now on <laughs> as a podcast. <laughs> It's like country line dancing for your ears. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, so we're going to talk to somebody. You already we're said talk it. To somebody. Okay. Uh, That's exciting. That I, is. I, and uh, let's just see if there's any housekeeping, real quick. Uh, no, I, I don't think we have. Uh, we had a couple people express interest in coming on. And uh, nice. I think what we're going to do <clears throat> after this, I talked to Carl, who I think I'm, Carl, I, I, I see you there, and we're going to ask you to call in in just a bit mm-hmm. um, to arrange it. Oh, man, it's super delayed. You know? That's all right. Um, but going forward, I just think I'm going to try to, I want to get to a point where it's just the lines are open. I'll promote it. If people want to come on, they come on when I say, call in now. Call in now. Right, you call and if okay. You get like on, it. you get on. Yeah, I like um, it. Keep, yeah, keep the spontaneity pre-planning per se. You can just see if somebody's listening. Yeah, and be like, hey, yeah, call us, um, <laughs> please, please call us. Yeah, <laughs> or or don't. You yeah. know what? It's fine. Um, yeah, and if people, you know, 
that's all we can do. Okay. And then I'll look for... Well, and so we've had a couple of people reach out. Honestly, two people through representatives reach out mm-hmm. to say... They want to do, do it. Do you want a book? Yeah. On the show? And I'm like, no. No. Oh. I'm like, but... Oh. I said, I'm not booking, but they can listen live and call in. Yeah. Just like... It's like everybody. Everybody else. Yeah. Wow. I like, I like that. I do too. It's a people's podcast, Chris. Yeah. Representative, you like, well, you know who you're talking to? The actual Chris. <laughs> you know what the actual Chris is saying? Maybe if the actual person, instead of their avatar representative, calls me during the show, like everybody else, then maybe we can talk. Wow. Right. That's hardcore. Is it? No. But yeah. I like the spirit of it. I yeah. like the spirit of, you know what? It's a level playing field. This is a deliberate. I think we backed into a deliberate decision here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's not wrong, is it? No, you no, you're not de- at all. you Jeff wants me to book people. I do. You really do? Yeah. Cuz you you don't like just talking just, to Matt and I anymore. Well, we, no, no, no. <laughs> I think um when we had I think it was good when we had guests and then we talked, then we had guests, and we had talked. I think mixing it up. Yeah. It does I don't know why you were so bothered by and I don't know if you were bothered or just sick of dealing with the booking process. I'm dealing, sick of dealing with booking yeah. people. Yeah. So it wasn't the shows necessarily. It, it was just the, the interviews hassle. themselves. It was the booking. planning yeah. that was necessitated. And the pre-calls and getting all that sorted. Yeah. And I realized, yeah, even if, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I, I get that. That's a pain in the ass. And like with Colin, I'm not going to do pre-calls with, with right. these people. Yeah. Right. If the shit isn't working, just say, Shit it's not working. working. Moving yeah. on. Next yeah. caller. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, we'll see. Okay. That's that's too much behind the scenes. Does anybody have, uh, do, do, do any of us have any things to talk about? Anything we want to talk news? about before we... News and notes? Well, I, I went to a meeting tonight and I felt shitty going in and felt a lot better coming out. So that was good. That's kind of how it works. I'll testify to that. It's kind of how it works. I, I have experienced a similar thing. Yeah. And uh, it's rare that that doesn't. Yeah. Felt angsty going in, pissy, mm. angry, and then well, the meeting is about was about staying in the moment. Yeah, a lot of talk about how we constantly project bad outcomes. Mm-hmm. Constantly worry about our past. Mm-hmm. We're not really here. And by the time it was, everyone kind of commented, and it was like, oh, yeah, I feel better." Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. you know, a few deep breaths. We've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. Future can be anxiety. The yep. past can be depression or regret. Yeah. And uh, being present. What a yeah! What a life goal that is. I know. I know it is for me. Hmm. Um, yeah. But it's weird. It's weird how easy and how hard that is to practice, right? Oh, absolutely. And I've been I have been finding myself so obsessed with this business that I I've never been this obsessed with a bad future outcome than this. And it's hard for me. Normally, I can get out of that. Or mm-hmm. normally, I can like go exercise or something, unplug somehow. But this mm-hmm. has been a bitch. So it was really good to hear. Just I don't know what. Yeah, it's weird. But it's like just to get out of that for a second and just be like, all right, there's nothing you can do about it. Is it like 24-7 angst about this business? Yeah, 24-7. Every angst. day, all day. You're yeah, it's just, like I have no no energy to do anything else but the crippling anxiety of this fucking thing. This fucking thing. It's awful. And I don't know like if it's gotten, like does everyone feel this way when they do this? Or is, have I, because of my uh, com- whatever, obsession... Mm. obsessive personality have i just 
taking it over the limit? Or does it really happen like this for everybody? I don't know. I would have to think. Crazy. Starting a business. I mean, everything I like, I know like the, the, the like rule of thumb is like the first three years Mm -hmm. you're going to spend. Yeah. Just grinding to build this thing. Yeah. Uh, You know, every successful business, like there's these three years of building and I forget what they were like stages of building. Yeah. What happens after the building stage? Well then, then it's, it's, is it the party stage? (laughs) Again, an additional, it's building two. It's the second building (laughs) stage. That actually is four years. That's just building the, the, the thing to build the outhouse so that you have somewhere to take crap. But yeah, (laughs) then you lay the foundation to get ready for building three, which is a five year Um. process. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, I mean, what's interesting, always interesting though to me, is from outside. Yeah, I just, I just see the, you know, the social media news, which social media is always putting your best face forward. So I'm like, whoa, cans, go, bro! Mm -hmm. You know, it's like always the happy, it's exciting, right? It's like seeing like the positives, and you guys are like virtually fist bumping people, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, and well being at for breakfast, or you know, so it always looks like. Like shit's happening, and, and the weird is. part is shit's happening. Like, shit's happening. Couldn't couldn't be happier with the results, other than the crippling anxiety of finance. Yeah, like it's just a, bur- a fucking bitch. Yeah. It's crazy. And to have the reserves of passion to draw upon <laughs> at all times, like yeah. you got, you're, you're probably constantly having to dig deep, oh, recommit yeah. to it. Totally. You know. Yeah. You're yeah it, more so than anything else. Like there's there's lots of times professionally where you got to get up and psych yourself up. Yeah. Give yourself a little pep, pep, pep talk that you're a badass and you can do it because you're in the creative field. And you got to bring your work. It's so personal and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so much selling and rejection and all that shit. So you, there's lots of times where mm-hmm. you got to like remind yourself that you can do this. Yeah. Right. Daily. Yeah. yeah. But this is a whole different level of anxiety, you know, that I've just never experienced. And I don't I, I'm trying to figure out how to live with it and not have it because, you know have some sort of balance right like sure. do some working out do some taking mm-hmm. just something you know i have no energy to do any of that because you're, so you're just not like, no yoga no working out nothing. no meditation no i don't nothing. even care like i could give a fuck how's, <laughs> how's uh the sleep no not really because that's Dude. that to me is the litmus test when yeah. my head hits a pillow yeah and all the sound and the light and everything goes away and it's just me in my head mm. yeah what's going on and and if you're anxiety ridden, you don't sleep. No, you yeah, don't. Yeah, mm. you don't. That, yeah, that's just been brutal. Doesn't sound like well being to me. No, it doesn't. No, no. Um, but on yet yeah, on one side, when you when you say like, there's so many things. The majority of it's going fine. Like mm. I couldn't, you couldn't ask for it to go any. Mostly, I mean, we've made mm-hmm. really good product. Yeah, good team, good brand, good story, good. Everybody you know, like yeah, it's nice. It touches like I went to. It's really good. And lunch beer last really Friday at uh, Layla's down yeah. in the Grove, and yeah. the, I'm like, my, my, my new thing is I'm, I ask first, like, what? Yeah, what they have. I'm like, what? What, what NA do you have? And like, other, and I always say other than Odules. Like, if they have Odules, I'm just like, forget it. Just like, right out of the bother? gate, you want to just <laughs> yeah piss take on Odules. That's why I'm like, give me one so I can smash it. Yeah, um, I'm done. But with it's it now. especially now have, yeah. with well being in the market. Yeah, and I'm sure you know that you've said there are others. I haven't tried them. Like other other yeah. people doing decent craft stuff. Yeah, but uh, it's like an <clears> insult to, to NA. But anyway, and she's like, oh, we have um. It's a new uh, well-being. She goes, oh, it's so good. She goes, I had when I had my first one, I didn't even know it wasn't alcoholic, and oh, you know, nice. just like it's so. And she was like, 
she raved. Then she like I don't even wow. know. Uh, and she's like, it's so good, it's awesome. And I think we have the, both. They have a red one, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, nice. nice. This yeah, is at Layla. At Layla's. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Yeah, that's Layla. cool. Yeah, Layla's. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Solid shawarma. Have you been there? I have. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've it's not great. been there since they served our beer, so I have to go yeah. in and get some. Um, yeah, and then the guy at Whole Foods I told you about the week before that. So yeah. it's like, yeah, everywhere I go. And now I'm excited for the cans. Cans are good. Uh, do let me ask you: Do you talk at all about? Do first of all, do do you when at this stage in in going to meetings, do you guys talk? Like, do you guys get up and do extended speaking? Uh, I meetings? haven't in some time, but I always comment. Yeah. You know, they, they'll go around the room and everybody will get a chance to weigh in. Yeah. Traditionally, yeah. I would say, you know, two out of every three meetings I go to, I'll get the chance to speak. Yes. But I'm not the speaker. Yes. Um, I haven't been the speaker in some time. But who's, how does that work? Who they speaks? Just ask, yeah. They just ask if the anyone chairman, wants to speak. The chairman of the yeah. meeting. Yeah, I just spoke like two like weeks ago. tonight's meeting, yeah. the chairman of the meeting sets up a speaker in advance. Oh. Yeah. So like last Wednesday at the end of the meeting, he would say, hey, yeah. Bob, do you want to be our speaker next week? And Bob would say, yeah. Do you're, people you're, ever say, I would like to speak next week or I'd like yeah. Sometimes if something's if some shit's going on, yeah, you can go to a meeting and say I need to speak tonight. And oh, tonight you can or do any, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. if you need to talk, usually, especially if it's your home group, right. yeah, they're like, yeah, you go be the speaker. And you especially ever, if you're not a nut, a yeah, what? A nut job. Because oh. sometimes you get to like, <laughs> I'd like to speak, and you're like, you know what? We are all booked up, but I love your enthusiasm. Right. You Let are just, crazy. Yeah. Pencil you in for <clears throat> next month. Um, do you think I need to speak? Uh, well, I was just curious if you do. Yeah. If, if, I spoke if, if a you would weeks ago feeling and, that way and told a little bit about this, but probably not to the extent. Does anybody, do you talk about, does anybody in your group know? Cause you go to the same group every week. I go to the same uh-huh. group every week. Do they know about well-being? They do. Like we've talked about it. I wouldn't say I've speak about it every week. Are there like, some not into it? Are they upset? No, I would say that, I would say that there are definitely people in the room who have never said anything to me, but I can tell that they would not, they're, they're not down with the product right. yeah. in terms of their sobriety or would not recommend it. Hmm. But that's been my experience. Yeah. Like, I think the rooms are just kind of split on this. In the topic. Wednesday night room, there are yeah. a lot of people with old long-term school. sobriety who've yeah. known each other for decades yeah. and yeah. a lot of familiarity yeah. and they're not going to take, you know, they're yeah. not going to take but Here's, here's what's interesting about that is I think, I think if you got sober in your 40s, mm. um, I, I think you probably, like I got sober when I, when I was 20, mm. 24. Just, yeah, that's amazing. 24. But I got sober in my 20s. You're still going out. You're still, mm. there's still a, a social thing to be had. Right. But I think if you get sober in your 40s and 50s, I think it's, there's, you're not going out to clubs and music and it's not this thing. So right. for me, and it was a very positive Right, we've talked about this, but right. I could see like if you get sober in your mid forties, it's just like, and you know, it's not going to be, you're just not going to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I is mean, fair. Th- this time, this last time, I got sober at forty. Four zero. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, there you go. Yeah. Like, I think it was forty, maybe it was forty-one, but the. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. The the point being, you're not going out to clubs every day. Right. <laughs> and when you're in your 20s, a lot of it is like, oh, you got to switch out your drinking friends with new friends, yeah. and find other social stimuli to replace this vibrant social life you had before. Totally. I didn't have to do any of that shit. Right. I mean, my first time when I was in my 20s, I I was very concerned with that. Now it's just like, oh, so 
Still staying in, though? Okay, good. <laughs> staying in reading? Yeah, yeah, cool. Good. Because, you know. Yeah. So anyway, All my that, books are sober, so we're, we're good. That's funny. So maybe that. Did you get sober in your 20s or 30s, Chris? Uh, I got sober... Late 20s. No, I, literally... Oh, yeah, 29. 29. 29. Um, I want, like, uh, September, like a month, two months before my 30th birthday. Okay. There you go. Yeah. We all know how hard that is because your 30th birthday is when you rage. Yeah, rage. baby. <laughs> but I don't know why. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was just the way it worked out. But And then uh, once I decided to do it, um, yeah, I just set that as a date that I was going to do it by. So I had that last pathetic fizzle out, hur- last hurrah. Uh, and then, yeah. Here you are. Here I am. Here you are. years later. All right. Sorry. So yeah, but anyway, all, through it all, I felt better going to a meeting. Yeah. So like, okay. And you, you, uh, you gotta, you gotta vent, right? Yeah. You gotta let, a, you gotta let that valve. You do. Expel a little bit of this pent up stuff, yeah. you know. And and then I feel like God, it's just I've become boring because this is all you obsess about and talk about, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. It's it's crazy you really in my experience with you yeah i see you on a fairly regular basis it's not all you talk about okay good. any stretch of the imagination okay good well, being or yeah just the, the no, crippling anxiety of this stupid it. business oh until i say so maybe it's just always in my head that i think i talk about it all yeah. the time but i'm glad i don't that's interesting did, did you feel when you were ecd yes at momentum yep st louis office yep. big office sure mm-hmm. 300 top, people top creative dog yeah at its most stressful, how did that compare? Yeah, it's funny because that you know, and you've we've all been in those situations where yeah. there's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. a lot of money, a lot of where everyone's mm-hmm. looking at. You know, there's lots of moments where the buck stops with you. Mm-hmm. You gotta figure, you know, and none of that compares to this. Yeah. Interesting. Not, it's not even. Yeah. And it was, and it. I remember being stressed out a lot at mm-hmm. momentum in London, and just lots of situations where you're like, ah, but it has a different. It has a different mm. gravity to this. Mm-hmm. This is much more heavy. Mm. <laughs> this is just fucking heavy, you know. Mm. So I can see that. I it's can just see that. heavier because it's it's weird. Like you know, you always have a team to support you, yeah. even if like the big pitch right. is hinging on your performance yeah. or your idea. Yeah, it's almost. I There's don't know. lots of people working I on it. Like that because yeah. then you have control. The pressure is good in those Nobody situations. Else can screw it up for you. Yeah, mm. I, you you rise to the occasion and. And the pressure's good. It fuels you. Right. Uh, This pressure's totally different because it's... There you can control everything. You know your work's good. Mm. You believe in it. You're going Mm. in. Win, lose, or draw. It's the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. No one's going to die. You'll have another pitch. Mm. Believe me, there'll be another one a month later. Right. A month later, a month later. This is never your last pitch. This feels... This feels like, oh my God, this could run, this could be done. And you're like, what? What? Like, what do you do? What's... If it goes bad and you don't make it, what do you do? Like... I guess you, you know, they always say if you can be okay with the worst thing that can happen to you, and not that I'm manifesting this, mm. but I'm like, okay, we, I guess you'd file for bankruptcy. Right. Like that's what you do. Mm. And so I don't know what happens there, but I guess people do it. Yeah. They're still alive. Mm. Something sure. happens where. I know like, many people that have done that. Okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if you, can you be okay with that? And then it sort of takes the fear out of the whole mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. That oh okay you'll survive, 
our president who's done it what four times? Okay, and look <laughs> what happened. Look, yeah, yeah. He's, he's okay. Yeah. He's president. Um, so that's what's next for you. You're president. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is a this is just a little stepping stone. I think you definitely should do it. Yeah. Um, we just decided now. Uh, proactively. Yeah. We're all <laughs> filing for bankruptcy. That's yeah. funny. Um, Let's go. But you also want to be positive about it. Like, right. It's you know there is a lot of things that are going good. I got a great team. I believe in the product. Yeah, yeah, I think it's product. like I mean, it, the product. So everybody is, that yeah, it's good. Great. Encounters it, yeah, and pr- so believes in it. Yeah, sorry. Um, and it's zeitgeist. It, there's a moment right mm-hmm. now. There is a moment. God, you're getting great press. Yeah, got national good press. press. Yeah. No, oh, I know. Collegiate press. press. I know. Local press. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> all yeah. up in it. <laughs> Fake beer. Um, they took the alcohol out. <clears throat> So, so if you're just joining us, it's a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, non-alcoholic oh, did beer. we not? Yeah, I don't know because I said beer a few times. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't want anyone to be like, what? Yeah. Um. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, I thought this is a recovery podcast. And it might so, seem like a conflict of interest, but you know, when <laughs> I often find myself thinking, like, when I'm stressed or challenged mm-hmm. or depressed or anxious, yeah. Um, a lot of times I think about other people that. Normies, normies uh-huh. that are like in situations. They're like, "Oh, I need, I need a beer. I need a drink." And, yeah. And the reality is, we all, as we all know, you don't need it, right? Because there are millions of us that mm-hmm. deal with it. Is is there anything you do, like, or is, do you just really that, or you just it is you just get that, through? <laughs> yeah, you just it's re- but it is funny that like this. I can see this feeling i can see right. why people drink right I, yeah. I totally can get why people drink and drug like there are times when you're like i wish i could just take this you know and you do this in sobriety all the time where you just want your brain to turn off right. you want to yeah. quit obsessing about something right. you're like i just wish i could quit t- thinking about mm. this and so you're like oh that's why people drink and do drugs because mm. it's just so easy to do yes um and so yes there are, are days where like i wish i could just stop this for an hour mm. and not think about this you mm-hmm. know or whatever it is um do you do anything do you like re i mean we've talked about this a lot i mean i consume media yeah. to get out of my own head yeah, like yeah. whether it's video games movies yeah. music books yeah that's what i you know yeah podcasts yeah mm-hmm. like and it's yeah and i've and i've normally been pretty yeah it's weird man like i totally have managed been okay in all these other situations of doing stuff and mm. being able to manage stress and all mm. this stuff. This mm-hmm. is just a, a new territory. Mm. This is a new territory mm-hmm. that I'm like, I got to figure out how to manage it though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's good just to talk about it right now because I'm like, I know this is happening. Mm. I know I haven't figured out how to have any kind of balance. Mm. I know that this is an awful feeling that I can't, that doesn't matter. Mm. Like, win, lose, or draw. This could fail. May not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you're going right. to do your best, take your best shot. May mm-hmm. work out, may not. But at the end of the day, a lot of it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's probably healthy to acknowledge it too. Yeah, that, like you, you know just what, mm-hmm. what 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 can you affect and what can't you affect? Right. And you're you're doing everything you can with what you have. Right. And you got to let the chips fall where they may. Well, yeah. So some many of these circumstances are ultimately out of your control. But and damn, the frustrating part is ultimately out of my control. Like the things that have been frustrating about this are the shit that I can't do anything about. Right. You know. Yeah. And there's you know you there's hindsight and there's little things you're like fuck we should have done this we should have done that. Um, look, just like oh, there's five financial decisions that you made that were just like oh that was 
you just blew 10 grand, mm-hmm. 20 grand, 30, whatever. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but you, but, it, but those things don't, I don't obsess about that. I obsess about this. Yeah. It's just this uncontrollable. It's something that I can't control in the future. And it's basically financial, mm-hmm. but you right. can't, there's nothing specific. You can't really control it. It's bizarre, but yeah, it is good to think about like trying to be at peace with the effort and and only worrying about what you can do right now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or something. And and I I get the more I think about it, I get like when you're working for an agency, you are playing with house money, right? More right. or less, yeah. like yeah. oh, this is a million dollar, you know, five a million dollar pitch, yeah, and I win it. Yeah. My bottom line is going to be more or less the same. Yeah. And if I lose it, I might. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a different circumstance. Yeah. And you, this is your money. I know. It's bizarre. So it's, and I think that's, and I'm like, how stupid is that? That's what I was like. What the fuck was I thinking? You know? <laughs> Which is the worst place look to Look at be. all the indications that this was the right. <laughs> Wouldn't it suck to have not done this and to have the regret yeah. of I, I, never knowing what could have happened? I know. I wonder. Better to have lots- loved and lost than never to have loved <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I hope. I hope I have that perspective someday. Right now, it feels like get out of this somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like you're so deep in it that you can't get out of it. Like you just got to fight through. You just introduced cans. We just got cans in people. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So that's my anxiety. But I'm glad to talk about it. Thank you for indulging. No. No. Right. Man, that's what we're here for. Yeah. That's right. Of course. That's what we do. Of course. Yeah. No. I mean, you guys talked about. Going into a meeting with anxiety, yeah, and coming out feeling better. Um, you know, this is my meeting, so basically, I start every one of these deeply anxious, and it helps me uh, gain, gain some perspective oh, each that's week. Good. Um, Absolutely, that's and uh, and yeah, I always come out of this feeling better. Oh, so. good, me too. This is um, a, this is more than a meeting to me, almost. Like well, when we when we congregate in your uh, driveway after our podcast, yeah, yeah. The, before Jeff and I drive off yeah like we're usually um, that's the next podcast the driveway conversations no i don't think that's broadcast quality no that'd be interesting yeah the post podcast maybe that's what they pay for yeah behind the paywall oh the paywall driveway conversation really talk shit that is so fucking echoey that's all right in the can is it (laughs) there's been times when it hasn't been yeah i put mine over here nobody knows what we're talking about but let me assure you our headphones are super echoey. They're it's always something. Echoey. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. This is my recommendation to you. Don't start a podcast. Because <laughs> you're stuck. Once you start, you got to keep going. You got to keep yeah. going. You got to keep power um, through it. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Carl, you out there? Bring it. Bring it. Let's see if it works. It's on you, bro. Did, did Carl email us? Carl, Carl uh, Carl's did. Carl okay. just... Tried to call, but uh, I said we is weren't he quite ready. A phone number, or is he calling a Skyping in? Skyping in. There he oh, is. Yeah. Dude, dude, it's the magic sound. Of Carl. Yes. Can you hear us? I can. Can we right hear on. you? Uh, hope. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah I'm asking these can guys. Hear you? Yes. Okay. Oh, can. Um, awesome. What's up, man? Well, I am sitting in Southern California, sunny Southern California. Still Brag. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you hear something, there's a train going by. So I'm that right trains? by the train tracks. 
Yeah, I got, you know, Amtrak running around here. So Nice. Well, thanks for listening, man. Well, thanks for being there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you. Stop. (laughs) Um, So, uh, since we've started trying to do this call-in... I think you're actually the first person to take yeah. us up on <laughs> first is so. forever, Carl. Congratulations, <laughs> long time, first time. Um, yeah, so thanks. Glad to. Uh, you you sent an email. You uh, I think I can share your your what three years? Yeah, three years. Uh, my sobriety date is uh, August twenty uh, second, twenty fourteen. Congrats! Well, congrats. And- okay, so you're coming up on four. Uh, this year. Four. All yep. right. Right on. Oh, so we're we're in the same zip code there. I just had four, so we're all kind of... Yeah. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently going um, to meetings. I started going actually 60 days after I uh, got sober uh, this time. Okay. Had you been so, before? Uh, well, I had I, I've been to treatment when I was like 15 years old. You know, oh, yeah, so fifteen. Um, yeah, well, you know. Wow. Uh, they, they started young in Southern California. So, uh, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I had uh, I had a, a huge. Uh, uh, I was a speed freak in terms of meth when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, I moved into alcohol uh, after um, at, from twenty to twenty five. I went to NA, and I you know I never read the book or any you know did any of the steps i never got a sponsor i just got sober through hanging out with a bunch of good people mm-hmm. and um mm. and then uh at 25 years old you know a buddy that i knew he had three years sober at the time and i had five years sober but i hadn't been going into the rooms for about two years uh he wanted to go dancing and pick up girls and so we walked into a bar and and he ordered a drink and i i stepped up right behind him not i didn't skip a beat wow and uh you know, I had a really good time, to be honest. You know, I almost got laid that night. It was the closest I'd been getting laid in a long time. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I, I kept that party going for about another year and a half. So, um, uh, and then I, I slowed down when I got married. And then um, six months after I got married, the bottle came back out under the under the counter. And, and I became a daily drinker until I was uh, 42. Wow. Oh, wow, so man. So spent, spent about 15 years of, of daily drinking and, and uh, uh Given birth to new hostages, and it's it's uh, it's been a trip. So wow, wow. so yeah. yeah, daily drinking fifteen years. So when did you stop? Was there a physical thing happening too, or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had uh, I heard uh, polka music for uh, after like three days. I started hearing polka music. Uh, <laughs> lasted for about two days. I kept looking at like I could open up my upstairs window and. You know, like I thought, I was like, "Are somebody playing polka music?" You know, and uh, hey, do you um, live next door to any Mexicans? Because it could have been mariachi <laughs> music. Because that sounds, it sounds very uh, similar. <laughs> but my house is like really soundproof, and that's the other thing. So right. uh, I knew it was all in my head. And then, uh, and then the other thing is, I had that, um, and some people have talked about it in meetings that I've heard is like this, like you know, that black death that comes to visit you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had that, and uh, and at that thing. Uh, I woke up and it was staring at me, and then it laughed and it basically hey. said that I, yeah, you know, I was coming after you. So I tried to grab it by the throat, and then it wasn't there. Mm. So, um, so that's how I knew I was, I was definitely tripping a little bit. And wow. uh, yeah, it was hard. It was, it was not, not pretty. 
what was what was the thing after because it's funny your story is a a you knew very early on this is going to be a problem and yet it took a long long time and you tried everything to stay stay out there what was the final straw oh man so many you know it's like uh you know here's the thing is like you know uh meth is such a hard like you know, man, it, it'll take you down. And, and, and it's really apparent and it's really visible. Like, you know, when you're like, I was crawling to the bathroom, throwing up like bile green shit when I was 20. Right. Right. Um, Which is not normal. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're, when, when I'm 42 years old and, uh, so a couple things, which is, uh, you know, I was, uh, for about two years I had, um, I had blood in my stool. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, and I'd look that up on, on online, and I would see that. You know, Google results. that on WebMD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it, there's only a few things that could be for me, right? And right. Uh, and so I, I through my uh, denial, I just closed the browser and, and drink on. And then uh, you know, I would go through withdrawals every day, and I didn't know what the stomach pain was, right? Uh huh. Um, and then I finally found that out too, and I was like, oh, geez. And then, um, really, what it was, I, I just drank it out. Like I drink. Here's the thing: is my wife had kind of propped me up for a really long time because all my higher functions were spent working at, in advertising. Go figure. Oh, hey, really? guys. Hey, uh, what's so, up? Uh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I did work really well because all my higher functions were spent working. But uh, emotionally, and and the other side of my life was just spent drinking and covering everything else up. Mm-hmm. So. So my wife would prop me up, and then, um, and really, uh, it took its toll. And she would kind of try and manage it to a certain degree, you know, trying to regulate how much I drink and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, mm-hmm. about the last five years, she just kind of gave up, and she, like, she would go to the store and she'd say, "How much do you want?" And, and then I, I would just be like, in gallons, like, was, as much as you can carry, like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it was just like that kind of. So she'd finally given up basically because she didn't want me to you know, drink and drive. She didn't want me to go back out. She also kind of, you know, so really I was, I, now I was buying it my own self. Right. Uh-huh. And I only went to the store when I would buy it. Right. I mean, that's the only time I went to the stores. I only went to, I went to like Vons, you know, grocery store and uh-huh. I went to BevMo. Right. And, um, and then when you get to know like the same lady and that's all you are buying, it becomes a little embarrassing, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then, so I started to alternate those two stores, so I wouldn't meet the same clerk, and you know that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, here's the thing: knowing the truth about yourself and, and continuing to drink uh, like that is just really just painful. Yeah. Like you oh. know, every time you bend the arm, it's like, you know, what are you really doing? You know, it's like you have to ask yourself every time. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, so the real, the real point was, is that it was a, uh, it was a Thursday night and, um, and I was again, you know, um, typing into, you know, Google again, how to stop drinking. Right. Um, funny. you know, without AA because I didn't want to go to AA cause those are a bunch of losers. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, uh, I basically, um, uh, you know, I, I started breaking down. I was just going to do it. I wanted, like, if I couldn't do it, I was just going to commit suicide. I was just going to do it because I just didn't know any other way to stop. Yeah. And um, so, so I was crying at my computer, and I posted on Reddit, uh, "Stop drinking." I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah. But it's a nice, nice place. And uh, and that's you know, from there, I, I went to bed, and you know, I poured another one and went to bed. And then I woke up, and, and uh, there was about nine or ten responses that were pretty, um, pretty real. Right. Wow. People who were like, you know, 
you're doing more harm than you think and mm. you know you're causing your family more harm you know you should seek help and all these other things so um so i just about did it but i got i ended up getting um i ended up staying sober from that point on and uh it wow. was a trip <laughs> that a trip. is a trip yeah especially being home for the first 60 days sober by my by myself oh. that i was dude i was if if there's ever restless and irritable and discontented that, was that you know that was it that 60 days being sober home alone um dude i was just like i was just on fire like everything about me was just going through the roof i was mm-hmm. just like a panther pacing yeah. my house and i was freelancing from home so i could so i didn't have to go anywhere thank god but man it was uh it was terrible wow. <laughs> so, that's brutal and how did you manage that did you have were you online mm-hmm. did you have friends digitally so, yeah, or I, I did that through uh, stop drinking for a while, but then um, via Reddit. And there's, uh, yeah, via Reddit, the, and uh, uh, it's a sub stop yeah, drinking. Yeah, right. And um, and then well, here's the thing. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I did uh, I did 30 days, and I I really was really debating because you know you come back to life, right? You know you wake up a little bit, and well, yeah. I couldn't be that bad. I made it 30 yeah. days. I mean. Never mind that I was, you know, shit and blood and seeing black demons and shit. But, you know, <laughs> hey, must be like, Tuesday. Yeah, right. And, uh, and so, um, so I was telling my wife, like, you know, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just drink at weddings and funerals and birthdays, right? And then, uh, <laughs> and, and she was down with that because, like, here's the thing: is I think I don't know what she, she's not like me, she, and I know my truth, but she doesn't, right? So she's like, well, I guess if you can, you know, stop now, I guess you can continue to stop or control it, all right? And, uh, but as soon as I saw her face and that she believed it, I was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I thought, you know, I, I, well, first of all, like, if, if, I, if, if I did just drink, like, a birthdays and funerals and, and weddings, like, I would have to, like, kill everybody and everybody would have to get married. <laughs> right. And, like, you know. And some people have to last the year, so I'd probably be drunk maybe eleven times in the year. So I was like, "That's not worth it." <laughs> so, um, so basically, um, you know, I, uh, I I made it that thirty days, and then I, I started dropping the, the the hints on her that I, I was going to have to do something more than what I was doing because mm-hmm. um, you know, at thirty days, actually, I actually then put all the alcohol. By the way, so I made it thirty days with alcohol in the house, Ooh, wow. and uh, and I'll tell you that 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 fridge in the garage just haunted me i had like i don't know 30 beers in there and i had a, 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 a i don't know like a gallon of rum right okay. and uh and uh, I, it all haunted me for those 30 days and then she left and she went on a, a trip and i halt i was like i put all that shit inside the recycle like i don't know why i didn't just dump it all out but i mm-hmm. put it outside the recycle can and i dragged it out to the street and holy shit that made a lot of noise right yeah and uh <laughs> and then uh and I was like, "Oh my god, I did that all the time." Like, I my neighbors like, like they heard they heard those bottles in the recycle can like every week. Yeah, they knew yeah. exactly what I was. And it's, it's funny, like I hear people say, "Oh, you know, if, if you uh, if you if you don't know you're an alcoholic, just ask your neighbors, hmm. right?" And uh, hmm. and that's the truth right there. It's like yeah. just ask your neighbors, and they'll tell you. Yeah. And so, um, so then I, I sort of dropping the hints of like I need more help, and then um, and I, I I looked up meetings and. Uh, and by 60 days, 60, 62 days to be exact, I made it to my first meeting of AA in uh, 20 years. So Wow. And are they still yeah. full of a bunch of losers, or is it okay? Yeah, they're, they're a bunch of <laughs> sore losers. <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It, it's, uh, it's funny, man. 
the knowledge won't save you. It just makes it worse. And I, I know what it's like when you're just going through the motions. You're still drinking. You know you have a problem. You're completely aware of all your bullshit behaviors. You're like, I'm going to go buy it again. And this clerk's going to see me and give me that knowing look when I'm buying yeah. a fifth a day. You know, I would buy a pack of cigarettes yeah. and a fifth of vodka every day. And it, this guy just would look at me with utter pity. Yeah. And, uh, but it doesn't, it just makes it worse. Yeah. When you are fully aware of the fact that you are a full on yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really self defeating. Uh, like every time you pour one, you just know that it's just this. Yeah. I'm going to have to pour another one for this one. Right. Yeah. 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 So did it ever get to like where you were drinking in the morning or throughout the day or were you pretty much doing like, uh, just the, the evening drinking. Well, I have my own, I have my own business in a, uh, for a, about three years, and I drank that away. But one of the one of the awesome ways that I drank it away was uh, we had a three thousand uh, dollar bar tab every month. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> so as a, as an agency, I owned an agency with uh, with three other people, and really only two of us kind of drank it up. And uh, and so our lunch. Uh, tabs every month would be about three thousand dollars that's awesome oh, nice. so, yeah. this was from so, a client a bar client they're like yeah come on in drink three thousand a month that's <laughs> no, your bill no 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 that was not a bar client that oh. was a uh that was just our tab that was uh <laughs> yeah operating then, expenses yeah exactly I'll write that exactly. off yeah it was it was considered that's for sure <laughs> oh, so <laughs> that's funny so I, I would do that at lunch and and then um and of course we have what you what we call like a friday fun lunches and uh, you know where I would I would buy as long as it was we were continuing to stay there. So sometimes I'd have I don't know five six hundred dollar lunch tabs. Damn. You know? uh, and that's just for you know whatever it is the the five people that show up for margaritas, right? That's <laughs> so <laughs> so no I I, I did all and, I, and again I like drove drunk every day just like everybody does you know yeah, of course. Um, and I never got a TUI. And that's the thing is, I always expected some intervention. Did you guys ever expect an intervention from anybody? Did you guys ever get an intervention? That's fine. I, I never did, just because nobody yeah. ever thought I had a problem. Uh, I had <laughs> one, but it was way too early. And I and then I just I may have changed a couple of behaviors, but I was like in my twenties, and you know I went to go see my shrink, and all these people from my family were there. Wow! And like, hey, what are you guys here for? Oh, okay, uh, I don't even think the show intervention was on at that point, so I was unfamiliar yeah. with the whole construct. But no, I never had a proper intervention. I think I was just surrounded by people that were fully aware. Like, hey, you guys know know him too? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah. no, my sh- mom. Wait, you see this? This is fucked up. I like that as a as a movie device though. Like a guy keeps walking around every door he walks into he thinks he's gonna get an intervention <laughs> in any minute <laughs> like, hey <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like uh is this my intervention and like no no dude we're just hanging out sorry oh. i got an appointment at the conference room at <laughs> the holiday inn i don't know what it could be but <laughs> get so disappointed yeah yeah, yeah. Right. you're like hoping that there's an intervention please help me that's funny so we yeah. always talk about this it has your how's your creativity or how's your Work now that you're sober. Is it? Do you find it you know, different? Were you more? Actually, were you more creative or less creative? Or what's going on? That's. I mean, that's like one of the things I wanted to say, like in this in Colin, because it was really hard. And uh, that first six to eight months, I actually questioned my existence. Right? Like, it, like, like yeah. in terms of. Could you do this anymore? Like, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't have it. Whatever it was, I didn't fucking have it. Yeah. And uh, 
I mean, I was desperate, and I would call. I can't call this other recovery, you know, recovery cast. Um, I called them, and like, you know, they did an episode on creativity and recovery, uh-huh. um, and I wrote them an email because I was like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And that, the worst part is like, I was, I had, uh, I had stopped freelancing, and um, and I had taken up with a, a, a company, and um, and now I'm just kind of like, you know, doing the creative director role, and I don't own the company or anything, but. Uh, now I work for them, and then so they were doing like on a, that first Christmas, they were doing a, um, a, a, a gift baskets, and they were all drink mixers. So I I was literally surrounded for like a week at Christmas by thirty <laughs> baskets of uh, alcohol uh, for geez. like you know margarita mixes, and um, yeah. and I tell you, I just I absolutely felt like I was out of ideas and just out of energy, mm, yeah. and uh, and and it just like it, it just like left me, yeah. and uh, and I. And so, um, you know, I heard all these like tips and, you know, suggestions and doing whatever, but, you know, eventually it came back. Um, and that's the one thing I wanted to drop on anybody who's creative and does, does this for a deal. You know, if you, if you drank to write, if you drank to create or, you know, whatever you did to, to, to get into the zone, um, you know, you can find a way to do it again. It just takes, uh, you know, uh, a diligence, right. Mm-hmm. You know, consistency right. and persistent, um, you know, uh, you know, just to, tap into it you know so um it takes a while did did you find so now you feel like it's back and it's is it better than ever or or is it easier Uh, is it just kind of the same way it was and and i always wonder if when you're drinking like i can't remember you know the things that fuel your creativity if it's like anger or rage or whatever that thing is when you're drinking was it literally like you drink and write or it just was part of the whole persona of who you were uh, I, I, I think it, it became part of everything mm-hmm. I was, you know, yeah. and then I, it, and it did become, um, something I, I used to, uh, so I, uh, here's the thing. I, so this is what happened to me is, is, um, it's funny Then my wife got involved when I actually started going to AA and started doing the deal and being more active about recovery. Right. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I got a sponsor, I did all this good stuff, right. That you're supposed to do. But yeah. then I, I, I went and I, I, uh, I was, I thought, I think it was like, four months or something and I was going to go and I got my first client right sober and um, and uh, so which is awkward and then uh, so I went to do an estimate and um, I did this estimate and and basically since I got I went for this kind of interview with the client to get this client I, I abandoned everything that I basically started right meaning like my home life suffered I from the from the minute I jumped on this client I, you know, I, I, you know, I started doing my research and doing the estimates and getting, you know, resources together. And then what had happened is, is that my wife was like, felt like I just abandoned her immediately. Right. Yeah. And she saw this. And so she, so here's the thing is, so I call her on this Tuesday morning cause she kind of mentions it. Right. Mm. And so I call her and I say, what's up with that? You mentioned that I just abandoned you. I'm like, I was doing estimates like I normally would. Right. She goes, yeah, you're doing everything like you normally would because this is, and she said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to take the work. And you're going to get frustrated, and then you're going to get drunk, right? Hmm. Or you're going to take the work, you're going to complete the work, and you're going to celebrate and get drunk, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so I was like, I was like, well, she knows me all too well, right? So yeah. I was like, you know what? I was going to, I tried to call my sponsor, and he didn't pick up the phone, but I knew what I had to do. I hmm. called the client, and I said, hey, I can't, I can't take the work. It's just, I can't wow. do it. And then they said, well, how much are we going to do it for? I said, I don't know. It would have been like seven thousand dollars. Took about a month, right? And then, um, and they were like, great, you know, can you, you know, 
whatever, give us to somebody else. And I said, no, I don't know anybody. And they, <laughs> and they said, great. And then and sure enough, then they, um, then they called me back uh, the next day and they, they doubled the, the, um, the estimate. Yeah. Wow. And they said, can you do it? You know, can you do it for 14 or whatever? You know? And then, and I said, no, I just, I, I talked to my wife. It's really kind of important that I don't. Yeah. And then they're like, well, you know, we'll make it a flat 15. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I, uh, <laughs> we'll I pay you like, $1 million. You can drink. $5,000 bar tab. It's our final offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at that point, you know, like I, I, I understood how important that my recovery had become to me. Because, uh, you know, that's, that's $15,000. Yeah. And that I can get done. That's almost like free money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I know most people are just like, you know, whatever, but, um, but man, that, that became a, a, a real indication of how important that my recovery was for me, especially early on. Right. You know, I, it's something I really wanted to achieve yeah. and, and get a foundation in because I just hadn't my entire life. So, so yeah. you made it, you made a tough choice yeah. and yeah, I, I don't know that I've been posed with a choice quite like that. No. That's an like, interesting one. Well, and it's interesting that your wife had the insight yeah. to like to, to see those possible outcomes. <laughs> and yeah. you, Either way, you're going to get drunk. And, and you picked up on that, though, and, and called her, and then yeah. she she laid that out for you, and, and you recognized it. Yeah. I mean, all that's sort of an interesting path to to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Sounds like uh, a keeper. Because I don't yeah, know if no, anybody's yeah. ever been on to me enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, I think here's the other thing is I've known her ever since uh, sixth grade. So oh I got her first kiss, right? That's so amazing. um and then you know, I was also the person who gave her her first line of math in that uh oh. she didn't react to it the way that I did, hmm. right? So um there's definitely a difference and I can see that just, you know, in in the in the bed next to me. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, I know what a normie is and I, and I and I look at one every day. Wow. And so, um, so yeah, so normies, by the way, they see this stuff, but they just choose to, they don't understand what it really does for right. us, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, they see it, they just don't understand what it means to feel it, mm-hmm. you know? Because you guys were talking about earlier, you guys were talking about um, being able to check out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always find that that's like the biggest like thing for me is I, you know, it's like, it's such a cruel thing to know that you can do that, right? Like mm-hmm. to know that that's what you can do. You can wake up and go, you know what? I don't want to be here today and just drink it out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then to have to live sober and go, fuck, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Really is kind of cool. I mean, really. <laughs> so, cool or cruel? But, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. cruel. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cruel on alcohol. Part, you know? yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. It. It's weird. Cause I, I'll take a weird pride now in knowing that, what I'm feeling is real mm-hmm. and being like, I do not want to be here right now mm-hmm. and I don't want to feel this way, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let it all in mm-hmm. and I'm just going to mm-hmm. feel it and mm-hmm. I'm going to emerge from the other side, yeah. you know, like especially Jeff, you're talking about yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Like I can remember struggling that, with it. Yep. Like about a year ago, it was probably the worst and being like, you know what? Do your worst and let's yeah. see how I can fare here. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then once you come out the other side, you're like, all right, mm-hmm. okay, I, I got this. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you with your and depression. Yeah, that's Chris? how I feel emerging like, from this massive depression. I'm like, why well, I, I did that? I felt right. like for a year. It felt like an eternity. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. And then you're like, I did that. So anybody that, but that's why, like, when when I think when I conceive of the the people that are like, I need a drink or I need to, whatever, you yeah, know, do a line or yeah. take this or take that or take the other thing. Um, I'm just like, there was a pride. Like well, I, I didn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. and I don't need to for sure. Well, yeah. the other thing, yeah. I, I, I got on, um, 
I went to a therapist at, at two years, and uh, yeah. because it's the, you know, of course, if you're still not feeling well, right after you know yeah. you put the drink down, yeah. um, you know that's that's kind of part of it. So I went to the therapist. He diagnosed me major depressive, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, after that one session, you know, and then he uh, you know right. he at least prescribes me some. Uh, I, I forget the name of it, um, but it's just a you know antidepressant. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know, so I go and I I start that on a Thursday. And, um, and, you know, by Saturday, I'm just, I'm zoned out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm looking at my family putting on that fake smile and I'm like, you know, I can't do this either, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, and so actually I had to go down that route and it was pretty cool that I did because being depressed and getting on antidepressants, quote, quote unquote, um, you know, I like, I had to do that too. Right. That's one of the mm-hmm. things I had to try yeah. and in sobriety, it's like, that's just part of it. And so by Monday, I was like, you know, I had a voice in my head say, like, if you keep doing this, you're going to fucking have to do it forever and you're going to regret it. And I was like, you know what? I'm off of this. I don't want to hmm. do any more of that. So I stopped doing that, too. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I did it because it was just one of those things, again, that hangs out there. It's like, you know, when I was when I was uh, when I said I was an, an addict, when I was uh, you know, 20 years old with meth, I never said I was an alcoholic. Right. right. I, uh, I never wanted to say that. But I can totally tell you that I was an addict. Right. But um, so that's why I stepped up to the bar at 25 years old, because I was like, you know what? I had to try that, too. So um, but I'm just going to say right now, I don't need to try anything else. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of know. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, right. They just just legalized sports betting. So I was like, oh, I don't. (laughs) I could do that. I could do that. Come on. It sounds easy. Right. That's the worst that could happen. Right. It is funny when they tell you, like. You know, this uh, your addiction doesn't discriminate between substances. Anything you put in your body mm-hmm. that takes you out of yourself, you're going to mm-hmm. keep doing it. And yeah, I, I hopped from drug to drug. You know, mm-hmm. I did a little speed freak yeah. thing and a little like hallucinogen thing and a big alcohol thing. And it was all the same result in the end. Mm-hmm. But I had to try. Like you said, you got to had to give it that the old college try. <laughs> I always forget, like mentioning betting. Like I had a brief fling with going to the OTB when I lived in Chicago. Really? Yeah, and like got way into betting on harness racing. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I Did forgot you all about that. Harness racing. Good. Did you win money? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah up down. Yeah, yeah, the uh, ponies. Yeah, I see Chris in a little fedora, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah, that's um, funny. But uh, so, you know, in terms of trying things, or try in, in terms of recovery, is there is there anything you are? You mentioned therapy at one point, uh, antidepressants. But I mean, are you like? Do you have a, a any working out, meditation, yeah. yoga, anything? So uh, the, the one thing that did happen to me, I got uh, labyrinthitis, which is an uh, inner ear infection, like about oh. six months ago, uh, oh. and um, and that um, that like knocked out my uh, like I get vertigo all the time. It's sure. Basically, like I like I have like I'm drunk, but without all the alcohol. Yeah. Uh, so I get vertigo all the time, <laughs> and I lost the hearing in my left ear, all sorts of stuff, and so. Um, so here's the thing is before all that, I actually started to do like Headspace, the, the app. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, and before that, I was just really doing more like self-guided meditation in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and and that's, it was, you know, I think it was okay, but I just didn't really know how to meditate. And I think that's one of the things I was always afraid to ask people, like, how do you meditate, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then um, so then I, I started doing the Headspace stuff and uh, – and then I really started getting into it because at least it was guided and it mm-hmm. kind of sh- you know showed me how to do it. And so now I actually do like anywhere from like two to three times a day, awesome. um, and it's super cool. It like really gets my my wow. head in the right spot. And 
uh, gets me like what they call centered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I started, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, reading other, you know, recovery materials and, you know, doing what I do there. And, um, you know, so whether it be, I, you know, I got, right now, uh, and I don't know, you guys have talked about Russell Brand and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I'm um, reading his recovery book. It's all 12 step based, but, um, but then there's other things online that, you know, I totally pick up on. And that could even be like, you know, Al-Anon kind of materials, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, um, I do, but as far as spirituality goes, um, that uh, I still leave to the uh, pros. Um, you know, I'm still very, uh, very much agnostic in a sense. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I do like the, um, you know, the Airborne Toxic Event is a nice band that I listen to. I don't know if you guys know them, but there's like one of the lyrics on there is like the uh, um, something about you know a silver spot in the center of my skull, right? Um, and that's really kind of where I put my the spirituality in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, is that higher self? kind of understanding of spirituality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so i i live with that the meditation and uh seems to work seems to center me and since i got the labyrinthitis actually meditation has really helped with that because it also does by the way uh affect your anxiety uh uh so the condition does so um so that has really kind of served me uh twice right once in my uh recovery and then the other in my um my new condition that's yeah, nice. so that's good. Yeah, man. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, great. That, that's really good. I like, I like that. The I had, I was able to get by with a higher power of the divinity within. I like how you described mm-hmm. that. That little sober space in your skull. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I was, I was, for a while playing with that concept too of your conscience. Like, yeah. how do you know intuitively, inherently? what to do and what not to do. There's some voice that tells you what you should and shouldn't do. Yeah. And is that, it, is that as close as I'll get as an agnostic? Is that as, or as a, uh, a pathist, as mm-hmm. Chris says, is that as close as I'll get to divinity? Yeah. It's just inherently intrinsically knowing, oh, I shouldn't do that. Oh, I should do this. Mm-hmm. How the yeah. hell do I know that? Yeah, yeah. Why do I feel guilt well, when you know, I do something bad? I, you know, there's also uh, Eckhart Tolle, like the power of now. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I borrowed that from like, you know, the guy in his office and he had the CD set. So I, I pop it in on the way home. And, and one of like the first parts of it is like, I was suicidal and he said something like, um, one of the things he said to himself is like, I don't like myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he asked the question, like, who am I in that sense? And, uh, and that made a lot of sense to me too, because there is that voice that's inside of me that is like a mm-hmm. little bit more, you know, guiding and it's a little bit more understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, especially in sobriety, because like when I was drinking, that stuff was just turned off. Yeah. And again, like when I when I went to do the, the antidepressants, that's actually what turned off was that voice. Interesting. And, mm-hmm. and so that's where I was like, I can't do this either. That's why I say is suddenly I had a voice in my head on a Monday morning that said, if you do this, you'll you won't be able to stop. And mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that you, you, you get those messages through that voice. And mm-hmm. I, I fully believe in it. But uh, it's kind of hard to, to um, so I think one of the things that happens when we wake up is that voice comes on. Mm. Right. And yeah. it's, and it's not very clear and it's absolutely muddled. And, uh, as we get together and, and we form community and connections with others in recovery, you know, we start to hear that voice coming through other people because they have it on. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about here. We talk about passing on recovery. Mm. Um, you know, and that's, it's so without community, it's almost impossible to get, like I say, you know, at 30 days I was, you know, I was still, trying to lie to my wife about drinking you know but uh but at three years you know i i got three sponsees now i I definitely you know do what i do um i just you know i speak at a 
treatment center every Tuesday night, I deal, or every third Tuesday of the month, you know. So I do these things because um, because it helps not only keep me sober, but obviously it's passing on recovery. Yeah, absolutely. So and absolutely, yeah. I, have a, I have a question. So tonight, and this came up in the meeting tonight. Somebody was talking about how their relationship with their wife changed when after they got sober, mm. and some things were even harder because you kind of become this new person. I wonder what your yeah, experience yeah. with that is like. She's Just, still a fucking bitch. No, yeah, okay. totally. <laughs> well, obviously, she didn't change, bitch. <laughs> What's amazing though is what, what did you met you met in sixth grade or when she was six, I know or when you were six. What did you say? Sixth, sixth grade. Sixth grade. Which, that's a lot of history. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of history. Man. Maybe that it's doesn't. Serious. She knows you so well. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, so we spent some time away and came back together. But um, yeah. so, but here's the thing: is um, yes, it, the dynamic changes, and 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 it does get harder, and it didn't get easier. Yeah. And. Uh, and as far as the marriage is concerned, um, you know, when, when, you know, she had this control, I created this monster, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because I, I am subservient as long as there's a bottle in my hand and, and I'll do anything you want as long as it means that I can get away from you and get a drink, yeah. right? Uh, and then just continue to do what I want to do, right? Because it's all about me, isn't it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that became that whole, you know, dynamic and yeah. it still plays out. And it, it is hard and it is something that, like, because... Now that I'm awake, you know, uh, don't you know I know a thing or two, right? You yeah, know? exactly. And she's like, she's like, fuck <laughs> you, I've been paying all the bills, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know I had a mortgage, to be honest, right? <laughs> so I don't know how much it was, you know? We had our last kid at 40, and um, that was that's still news to me, right? You know? So, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> so, so here's the thing is it, 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 um, it, it's not easy, and for those that are going to go through it, man, it's like it. That was my, you know, they talks about like, um, you know, spiritual malady, right? Mm-hmm. And in AA, they talk about the spiritual uh, malady of this disconnectedness, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and my wife is basically that. She uh, she examples that for me, right? Which is so, you know, um, I also see her as very sick now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I see that she, I have to treat her like a newcomer sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, she's not, she doesn't know, like, I, I actually went away and, and not went away, I didn't go to treatment or anything, but what I did is I, I like, every Saturday I spent, um, when I started going back to meetings, I'd spend every morning, at, you know, from nine uh, to two in the afternoon doing meetings. That's exactly uh, what I wow. did. So for the first year, that's, that's what I did every Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to quit my job, I didn't want to stop working and, and hurt my family, but I knew that I had to go do those things. Also, I wanted to kind of hide out in AA, to yeah. be honest. So, um, but then when I got to AA, they sent me back home and they said, what are you doing here? Dude, go home, take care of your family. And, uh, so that's what I had to start doing, but I'll tell you, um, it's not easy. It is something that, you know, we run run up against, uh, on the regular. Uh, it becomes very frustrating. Those moments when you want to check out that we Mm -hmm. talked about, uh, those are all, you know, uh, around my wife, right? Those are all around the relationship, fighting, arguing, whatever. Um, but Ultimately, when we do make it through it, like you said, it's something we take a lot of pride in. Yeah. And uh, but I'll just tell you, the other uh, the other day, she um, I think it's about three weeks ago, uh, she was we were fighting in the kitchen, and she had her phone out, and she was screaming at me, saying she was going to call my sponsor. Right? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and, and, and That's I, awesome. I, and I was like, I was like, you want the number? Like, I am more than happy to have that happen, right? Yeah. And um, you know, and the fact is, she just doesn't understand what it means to be an alcoholic. She thinks that like this is like my new dad or something. Yeah. Right? Right. And, uh, right. it's just I'm not telling. The case. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so, 
So it's good stuff, though. I mean, yeah. we, we make it through, and I think just like anything, you know, we, we make it through um, the best we can with, yeah. with the tools that we have, right? That's awesome. And so she, she learns, too. So. Right. Cool. You sound good. You do. Yeah, you man. Sound damn good. Sounds like you got something. And yeah. Keep keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome that you uh, you listen. Yeah. And, uh, and it's cool. I think our first uh, call in. I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm digging it. Good job. I th- I think you guys are gonna like it. I think uh, I think uh, Ron, who showed up in the chat room, is also right. gonna be a a nice uh, host. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was gonna say. Um, yeah. Nice. A nice guest. Absolutely. And. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Th- thanks for, for uh, being the first and, and letting us know that this is all, all going to be okay. Yeah. yeah We're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, being gentle on us. But, uh, yeah, and, and anybody that, uh, you know, enjoyed that and saw how, uh, you know, friendly we are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully Carl feels the same way. Um, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. We're going to keep the, the line open uh, for the foreseeable future. And uh, yeah, just sort of what Carl did, checked in on the, the chat there on Mixler.com backslash since right now, and then, uh, or on Skype, and we'll just let you know when uh, it's time to call in or you just listen, we'll say uh, the lines are open. And I think what's going to happen from here on out is, you know, if, if there's more than one, we'll just, we'll get to who we get to. Cool. Um, and uh, see how that works. Cool, man. And uh yeah. So, any anything, any last parting words, yeah. Carl, or um, burning desires? Uh, burning desire. Um, no, just that I'm really glad that you guys are there. I'm really glad that you guys are the alternative voice. It's really nice to guy to hear you guys and you know share your honest opinions. And um, you know, with you, Chris, as well. Like I, I think it's just so inspiring. You know, for other people out there too, who are really trying to go out it alone. Um, you know, so I think uh, you're a really good example of that. And, and like you said, this is your meeting. Um, so I, I really love being a part of it, even though I'm not, you know, fully a part of it. Well, you just uh, but, uh, yeah. I love being a part of it right now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> no, and, and uh, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I, I get. Yeah. I, I did. You know, Jeff's been been the biggest proponent to get other people, uh, vo- other voices on again. Yeah. And I, I do. I really appreciate you coming on, Carl. Yeah. I find that what I do you is I, I get. When I started this, it selfishly, it was to help myself to a large degree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just listening to you, I, I realized I did miss that. And I got lost in just in hearing your story and, and you talking about how you, how you get through. And, and that helps me. And so I appreciate it. Thanks for, for coming on and, uh, and sharing. And, uh, yeah. Cool. And, you know, stay awesome. in touch. And, yeah, yeah, stay in touch. Touch base. And let's man. write some good copy tomorrow, ad people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands in, everybody. On three. And break. All right. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Uh, so that worked out great. Yeah, that was great. So that's how awesome. that's what it feels like. We did it. Yeah, yeah. did it. And, you know, no big. And uh, great, yeah. great caller. So great. Carl might as well have been the fourth chair here sure, in sure. The, he was good. The Chris's home studio. Yep. And, uh, yeah, hey, Ron, Ron, you're 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 next, guy, Ron. Um, so, yeah, when, whenever anybody's ready, Ron, whenever you're ready, um, you know, we're going to have the lines open, like I said. Uh, and um, I'm going to try to, you know, if we ever have the problem where we've got many people lined up on an evening trying to call in, we'll, we'll f- gladly figure that out. Yeah, do a group um, chat. That will be a good problem to have. But uh, in the meantime, um, yeah, we'll just open them up and we'll take who uh, – Who's there? And uh, I'm gonna. I will give uh, Ron the first right of refusal uh, each week, just because he's been there from the beginning. So, All right. 
And uh, yeah, anything else? We're that was good. good. Oh, that was Play fun. the outro. Oh. I figured out how to keep the echo you out of our nice cans. Job. Yeah, you did. All of a sudden, it's just like boom. I, well, I yeah. just, it's, yeah, it's just, I never bothered to figure it out. Yeah. Go forth and conquer. Uh, by her buddy. Bye-bye. Hey, you know what? Thanks to DJFM.com for our intro and outro every week. We love that guy. John DJFM.com girler. Thanks, man. Another clean and sober intervention.